0: hey will how's it going
1: I was going pretty good how about yourself
0: i'm doing great i mean we're both repping our miami today i get a chance to talk <laughs> to you so this is already off to a great start hi friends welcome to the developer health show produced by g2i g2i matches companies with high impact engineers by offering transparent tech interviews and putting developer health first my name is michelle bakels and i'll be your host Today, we're joined by Will Johnson, Senior Developer Advocate at Auth0, a comprehensive identity platform providing authentication and authorization services for applications. In addition to Auth0, Will's an instructor for Egghead, a conference speaker, and he'll be joining us as an MC for React Miami 2024. He's also a big Major League Soccer and National Women's Soccer League fan, usually supporting Kansas City. However, today we're both repping the 305 since Will lost a little bet the last time Inter-Miami and Sporting KC faced off. So without further ado, let's get to it. So we first met... I believe the first time we ever met was at react Miami when you spoke at react Miami and you have been back every single year. Um, you spoke again last year and then this year you are emceeing with Demetrius Clark. So tell me your thoughts around that. <laughs> what's, what's going on? Any spoilers?
1: Uh, No, no, no spoilers. Not, not yet. At least it's too early for spoilers. We can, we could tease a little later. Um, but yeah, it's like um, so React Miami. The was the first talk last year, the first conference talk that I I ever gave. Um, and one of the reasons I even applied was just the the tone that was set, like on like social media and the Twitter account. It just really seemed like a conference where I could, you know, feel comfortable uh, to talk at. I don't know how to explain it, but just the vibe was right. Right, this is the the first conference where I felt comfortable enough to where. I wanted to apply and speak, um, you know, and be in front of a crowd of people. So the vibe seemed very welcoming, very, um, you know, it kind of like just matched with me. Right. Um, And then so I also I brought my wife that time. Uh, We had a great time. We went to like Super Blue and the uh, Mm. Art Tech House and, you know, ate at some restaurants and stuff like that. Um, So from then, I kind of like fell in love with the city of Miami in general from, those extra days of just me and my wife being there. Um, and then just being at the conference, uh, the community was great. You know, a lot of met, a lot of people, people said that they seen my stuff online and was like happy to meet me in person. So it was a very, it was a very, um, impactful visit, um, to Miami like that last time. So I was happy to come back last year, uh, speak again. Um, and which is hilarious because that's how I actually brought my wife and my daughters. So I brought I brought more family uh, this last time. Um, but I was like even more comfortable at this talk. This talk, I really was like my whole self. I was making jokes. You and are. Stuff you like owned the stage.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was really. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but I was really like myself and it got a great um, reaction. Um, and then, you know, we we did the volleyball, which was a lot of fun. Like more people showed up to that than I thought. Maybe like five people, four people like responding to the tweet, but like twenty something showed up to where we really had too too many people on the volleyball court according to the rules. We probably could have had like two courts. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like every time it's just like every time I come to uh Miami and React Miami, it's always a great experience. I always meet a lot of people and just have a great time learning and connecting. So I'm I'm happy to Uh, MC and facilitate and be able to, you know, connect with some of my friends who are speakers and, you know, give them a good intro and, you know, kind of just create the vibe that was already set, just put like my own um, little spin on it. So I'm excited about it.
0: We're excited about it too. I don't think that there could be anybody better to represent React Miami than somebody who's spoke there twice, been there every year. Like you already get it, you already know what it's about. So and then Demetrius is just like wild. He's just like Yeah. Untainable. (laughs) And I mean, that's really Miami. Miami is like, no rules, like be yourself. So I'm like really excited about it. Yeah. It's kind of like if
1: I if I had to it's like I'm, I'm downtown Miami and Demetrius is South Beach, right? We had to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot wait to see Demetrius on South Beach again. I just love the way everybody shows up. Like people fly from all over the world and they show up in like floral shirts and shorts mm-hmm. and like cool sunglasses. Everybody's just like ready to vibe. Like it's the best, yeah. best atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I love it. I'm super excited. Um, but I want to like dig into developer health conversation and dig into why I thought you would be a great guest for our new show. Um, so I will back it up, like do this timeline style, back it up to 2019 you posted something on Twitter that was saying that that year you had gotten out of a toxic job um, and the next step was that you were going to get your health and your weight together. And then ever since then, you've been really, really consistently sharing updates on Twitter about your health journey and some challenges that you faced and what worked for you and some things that didn't work for you. And so I would love to just start by first asking what were some of the differences between your last job and your current job, which is now Auth Zero um, by Okta? Um, that you know was a kind of like the wake up call or the the catalyst, and B, what's you know different now that allows you that space to prioritize yourself?
1: Yeah. Um. So this was um. As far as like from that tweet, that was from when I first transitioned um, into tech from uh, a previous like industry. So I was mainly working in factories um, before then. I think if um, I had some, uh, I don't know, it was a tweet I had the other day that, that uh, Angie made a good joke about, like from from Twinkies to TypeScript. Um, <laughs> so, um, so basically like at that like job um, or whatever, like the environment was like, you know, very toxic. The people didn't, you know, you know, I don't know if you know about factory work, but usually they don't treat you well, right? They make you work overtime, um, like consistently, you know, they're always yelling about something. It's like always just like a really like negative vibe. And um, they really don't pay a lot, especially, you know, in the current times. Um, So it's like, you're not really getting paid a lot. You're getting talked to like crazy. Like my thing was, and I didn't even really notice this until I took some time to actually think about, like, how did I get to, like, almost 300 pounds, right? Um, But it was because, like, everything, like, involved in that scenario was negative. Because work takes a lot of big part of your life. I was working 12-hour shifts. You have to drive there. Uh, then the overtime, like, most of my time was spent at work. So most of my life was in, like, a negative emotional state. Um and so one of the things that I use as like a uh, pacifier was food, right? So um, have a bad day at work, then, you know, I go, you know, to a fast food place and get a bunch of stuff or, um, you know, go to the gas station before I leave work and, you know, grab a bunch of honey buns or something like that. Like food was like that thing that would was like an instant, oh, this feels better, right? Even though... My whole day may have been horrible. I can eat, you know, a bunch of this stuff, and you know, feel happy or decent or or whatever the case was being. Um, so I did that consistently over years, um, and then kind of noticed, like, you know, wow, I'm like, you know, way a lot more than what I'm used to because it happened, you know, over years, but I didn't really, you know, notice it because you know I'm using this thing as a crutch. Um, but the dangerous part about that. Crutch that I used instead of trying to fix the core problem is that I created a habit. I did it so much that I created a habit that any little inconvenience would almost trigger me an urge to want to eat food. Like if I come downstairs and my son didn't wash the dishes, I would almost, even though I told him to, right? Like, hey, wash the dishes. I come downstairs and I dishes. All of a sudden, you know, I want to eat some Reese's cups. Like that's not even a, a, a really. That's not a bad thing on the scale of bad things that can happen, but I ingrained it so much into me um, that that was like that's like my go to uh, when something is, you know, not going my way. Um, So I just wanted to kind of, you know, explain, I guess, how I got there. Um, So now the transition into tech. um, Several reasons. Right. Like there's no one. Micromanaging what I'm doing. There's no one, you know, constantly yelling at me. There is no overtime. I can I can work till 7 p.m. if I want to, and sometimes I, you know, I do want to, right? There might be something I really just want to get done, so I don't have to worry about it. So I might do that. There are times, um, you know, when I don't want to work, where I, I want to, you know, get off at you know five o'clock or you know four o'clock or whatever. So it's like I get that freedom, and there's no one um, forcing me to do anything. There's no one, you know talking negatively to me or anything like that. Um, and then also, you know, being transparent to pay um is a lot better. So, you know, sure. I don't have to, you know, worry about bills and things like that. Um, so it's like most, so now like from a difference of almost every interaction I have is negative, to now all of my interactions are pretty much positive. I have a lot of free mental space so I can think about you know, me and the changes that I want to make. So that's like the biggest difference between those two.
0: Yeah, I totally, totally understand that uh, desire, deep desire to control your time, to have your own time to yourself. And obviously it has a lot of benefits. So now you have more time to focus on yourself and you've been working on figuring out a diet, figuring out exercise. What, um, what do you find working for you today, and what are some things if they didn't work? what were those things like?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I will say it has been quite the journey like through this um entire entire process like the um and maybe just this year I really started to try to frame it as you know learning because you know I would have you know setbacks or whatever um. Like for example, um, one of the times when I was like really consistent, really you know going hard um, in the gym and everything like that, I ended up getting like a a shoulder injury, which is like a um, an injury that was like um, older, like from the um, the factory work that kind of got aggravated once I started going to the gym, so I couldn't like work out for like two or three months, I had to go to like physical therapy. Um, And because of that, you know, it got harder to get back into the routine, but I took it as a learning experience of like, okay, um, I need to like listen to my body. Right. Like, cause the thing is I would feel the pain and I would just keep going. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, maybe if my shoulder gets stronger, it'll go away.
0: It'll go Um, away. I've been there. Yeah.
1: (laughs) so I like and now I and can't one... do
0: stuff with my left knee <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: exactly like it's <laughs> it's wild um you know how but again I, I took it as a, a learning experience right of like learning of, okay I need to listen to my body I learned a lot about like positioning right because I used to do like the press like this and I'm like well it needs to be like at a 45 degree angle if you're doing um like lateral raises they need to be at 45 and not straight and I also learned that Usually in workout programs, there's a lot of pushing on the shoulders, but not a lot of pulling. And that pushing, like, kind of rotates the shoulders forward. And you need to, like, do, you need to actually do more pulling than you do pushing, right? So even though that injury um, hurt and it kept me sidelined for a while, um, I learned a lot. So now I know what to do. Because at the end of the day, that injury was there. It was going to happen at some point, right? Right. So now I got it out the way and I know what to do. And I learned a lot to prevent that injury from happening again. Um, and so just like little little things like that. I even had like a like a adductor injury because um, at the gym they had a um, they had like a. So for the people who I live in Kansas City, Missouri. Right. And I know other cities have this, but we have a gym called Chiefs Fit. Right. And it's like painted with all kind of Chiefs stuff and It's um, cool. Yeah, it, it is pretty cool. People always think it's like weird though when they come here. They was like, there's like you have a Chiefs gym. I'm like, hey, other cities that have football teams. Uh it ain't just us. We're not we're not crazy.
0: I don't think we <laughs> but, have one um, for the Dolphins. What the heck?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know I know Dallas has one in Chicago and the Bears. So maybe, maybe they'll bring one to Miami.
0: All right. We need to get on that. We're behind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's cool though. Like it just, um, I don't know, just like, cause you know, everyone in there probably likes the Chiefs, So it's like, it's just like, it's just a vibe in there. Cause you know, everyone kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, But they had like this class that they call it the combine that like kind of had some drills from the NFL draft combine. So again, I haven't really like exercised, you know, I so like. I mean, I've done the weights, but I haven't really, like, ran in a long time, right? Probably since high school. I really can't think of the last time I ran, if I'm being honest. Um, So, I did the combine class, and then my, like, adductors were so sore, like, I couldn't even, like, sit down. And this was, like, for, like, a week. And then, um, so then after that, so again, it stopped me from the gym again. Um, but for the longest, this adductor thing, it kept hurting and hurting. The pain would go down, but it was literally like four months later, like my adductor still hurt. So I'm like, okay, oh this is God. weird. Yeah. and but, but it wasn't like bad pain. It was just like, if I would it's do there. something, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. So that made me learn about different things like mobility, right? So I learned about mobility because I, you know, I sit at the desk most of the day, you know, recording videos and stuff like that. Uh, So my, my hips and adductors are tight. They don't stretch. They don't really move around. So I learned about mobility and I started doing mobility, you know, specifically I do it for my whole body now, but I did it specifically for um, my hips for like two months. And like, so now that pain um, has gone away, right? Like now I can wake up in the morning and have no adductor pain. Um, So again, even if I didn't take that combine class, you know, I at some point would have gotten that injury. I would have, you know, my nephews would have been like, hey, let's go play basketball. And then I would have, yeah. you know, been on the floor in pain, you know, because like, it would have happened because I, I haven't moved those body parts. So throughout this whole process, even though I've had setbacks, I've learned a lot about my body, about the human body, and things that I can do to make myself healthier. Um, And more resilient
0: in your bios, it's like the very first thing that you have listed is best dad ever. And I believe that because I follow you in both places. And especially (laughs) on Instagram, you share a lot of stuff that you do with your kids and you take them to meet like professional soccer players and you coach their soccer teams. Um, and you take them to matches and you bring them to Miami for conferences sometimes. And so you, you definitely do win best dad ever. Um, I'm like, you know, if you ever want to adopt someone else, like just let <laughs> me know, like, it, like we can talk, um, cause I'll like definitely have FOMO from all the kids or all the things that your kids get to do. <laughs> <laughs> <I hang> out? <laughs> um, but like I would love to know like you you know how do you how do you balance all of that because you almost are you almost make it look like a full-time job everything that you're doing for your kids on top of your full-time job of auth zero so like what's the balance of um, you know that work-life uh, aspect and like being able to have so much energy for like all the things that your kids are doing too
1: yeah, that's a that's a multi a multi layer uh, question, but we we can get into some of those some of those layers. So, number one, um, I think so. When I had first started working at Off Zero, um, we had so this is it's like was my first like two or three months. I didn't really know a lot about like how the company worked or anything like that. I was still doing like onboarding and all that type of stuff. But we had like a big event, like a big launch event, like a quarter launch event thing. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Forgive me. Um, But we had like a big event where it was streaming and it was all the like the executives and C-suite people giving talks and stuff like that. Um, And our CMO uh, gave a talk. And what he said um, stuck with me. And it was amazing to hear. As my first like introduction to you know the C suite in our company, um, and he was like, basically, he said, like, me, I'm not concerned with being um, a great marketer. That's what he said. And he's a CMO, right? He's like, he's like, I don't care about being a great marketer. He's like, what I do care about is being a good dad and being a good husband. He was like, but wow. I also know, <laughs> in order for me to be a good dad and a good husband, I have to do well as a marketer. And so going into a company cuz that's how like I want to be. Like I want to be and it's not that I don't, you know, care about being a developer or anything like that, but you know, on my tombstone, I don't want developer, right? I want right. here lies William Johnson, the the best dad and the best husband. That's what I want mm-hmm. on my tombstone, right? So for me to already have that mentality and hear that from the C Suite was like okay. This is the type of company that I want to be at because th- their their mindsets are aligned with mine. So um, I do know that the better I do here, the better I do at work, the better I can provide for my family because that's my number one goal, right? At the end of the day. So like th- so those those two things are like a driving force for each other. Like for example, if like for okay, like for example. Um, my, uh, my son wants, I know that, so I'm, I'm trying to, okay. For example.
0: And let's just pause for, for a second. Cause I don't think we, I don't think we also addressed, <laughs> you have five kids, right? Six. Six. Okay. My bad. Yeah. So it's like when it's son, it's like, which, so this is like the, the Brady family. This is like the Partridge family. <laughs> so this is a big family. Um, yeah. sorry. Continue. So your son.
1: Yeah, so my son, he wanted, um, he, you know, he wants to meet the players and stuff like that. And so I know one of the benefits of having season tickets is that you get the meet the players, right? And season tickets, you know, aren't inexpensive, right? But I want to give him that experience, right? So, that, so what can I do, you know, in work or even outside of work in order for me to be able to finance this to where he can get that experience and those are the type of th- the type of things that that drive me and so you know if i do need to work till seven um or later or or work on the weekend if i want to or like whatever those things are i know that if i can get if i know the reward is going to be worth it then i'll put in I'll, I'll put in the effort to do that um so that's the kind of the the things that kind of make that kind of drive me and the company definitely um al- al- allows that right they give me the the flexibility, like if if you know my son gets sick, like for example, uh, like my whole family end up getting COVID, like it literally went from one person to one person, right? Um, and so like every day I was in Slack, like oh my daughter got it, oh now both my sons got it, and then my another son oh, got God. it, and so my manager was like, he's like, how about you just take off for the for like a week and just you know you know, worry about your family, right? Like they, I didn't ask for it. They told me to. So like they support, you know, that, you know, sometimes that, you know, you need to take some time off to support the family.
0: That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a dream situation, right? Where you don't feel like you have to beg to take care of your kids or you don't have to make some big grand case to, you know, make, make, make the time to, you know, get your kids medicine or take care of them or whatever. I mean, this is like, this is a, fir- this should be obvious first priority for everyone, you know? And so to have a company that like understands this and values this upfront is, you know, amazing. And, um, and, and so, you know, you mentioned the season tickets, you know, so that your son can meet the players. Um, you also bring your girls to the matches, the women's matches, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've all met the players too. And then all of a sudden, everybody's in soccer, I feel like. Everybody started playing <laughs> soccer. <laughs> so, yeah. and then the next thing I know, you're coaching all of the teams. And like I was when I was preparing for this interview, I was like looking through your tweets, and it was like, it was so funny because you were like, seeing Deion Sanders makes me want to coach my kids' teams. And then like a month later, you're like, I'm coaching my kids' teams now. So what, <laughs> what happened? like, what was the the you know was it all Deion Sanders? Is he the inspo there? Um, no,
1: he, I mean, he's definitely like part of it because, you know, no, especially he was at Jackson State, you know, coaching his two sons and his, you know, daughters in basketball and they're like all together in this journey. Uh, as a family was like super inspirational. Um, but the thing is, my daughter, so my oldest daughter, right, to help differentiate, she's been wanting to play (laughs) soccer. She told me since the first grade, she's in the sixth grade now or seventh, actually. Um, and plus, also, we homeschool, so it's kind of like it's kind of hard for me to keep up the grades because it's like they're just here at home. I don't take them to a middle school or anything like that. But anyway, um, my oldest daughter she wanted to play soccer, like she said, since first grade. I don't believe her, but um, <laughs> I didn't because I feel like it's only been like three years. There's no way it's been like seven years. Anyway,
0: <laughs> right? Um, no, time goes by fast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but um, I just really didn't have the time or the money, right? I, like, there's no, I would have, because I worked Saturdays, like, when I was doing those 12-hour shifts, there's no way I could have got her to the games. Maybe I could have took her to practice, um, and, you know, we really didn't have the money. Like, even if we did, like, a recreational league for $120 like that, for, for us back then, that was, like, a tight amount of money to, to put out for something, so it really just didn't it, I don't think it would have been a good experience for anyone. Um, so now, you know, I'm at, I'm at off zero and I have the time, the mental space, the, you know, the money and everything like that. So I decided to put her in to soccer and also just a big, like, um, like context. I grew up, everyone played basketball and football. Nobody plays soccer. And soccer was like the only sport that we would actually crack on. Like we would like roast soccer because it was like, it was like not, I don't know, for some reason, just we didn't like it. So people would actually like <laughs> roast soccer. Like I've never watched a soccer match, but it was just, if you play soccer, you were like corny or something, right? That That's just how I grew up, right?
0: Yeah, no, I grew up in a big like football, American football family too. And it was always just like why would you watch this? There's only like three points in the entire game yeah. between two teams. Like everybody's just running around and it's like, then later you're like, Oh wait, this is actually pretty cool. And you also realize like, you know, American football teams kind of scored the same amount. They just like multiply it by six or something.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It feels higher. <laughs> yeah. People are like, Oh, it was a 20 point blowout. No, it was a three point blowout, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, it-
1: um, So I signed her her up for soccer and, you know, it's a recreational league volunteer coach. So no one wanted to volunteer to coach. So so then the organizer was like, well, you know, we can't get a coach. Then we would have to like cancel the team and refund everybody their money. And I was like, well, I don't want that to happen to my daughter, especially after me procrastinating, you know, since, you know, a couple years for her to play. I was like, I'm going to volunteer to coach so she'll be able to get this experience. And um, and so now I was like, okay, well, I got to learn soccer because I know absolutely nothing about it. So I have bought like <laughs> so your <FIFA>. Ted Lasso <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I bought FIFA and I just started like watching matches. This was like before, like even the professional seasons had started. So I was just like, watching random like stuff on youtube or whatever and then um and i still wasn't liking soccer yet i just like knew how to play i knew the basics to kind of teach the kids um and then we had our first game uh as a team and then we won like seven to zero and i wow. was like yeah and like the it was so hype right you know the parents are screaming that is and, a blowout yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and i'm like You know, I'm like, what? I'm going crazy on the sidelines as a coach. This is my first experience. Um, So it's really the like, so now for me to go from roasting soccer to now, like, you know, wanting to be a season ticket holder and like within like 10 months, um, it's really because of the kids, the kids that I coach that kind of like really got me into it. And my daughter is specifically responsible because if it wasn't for her, um, you know, we wouldn't want to, I wouldn't even want to check that out at all
0: yeah well that's awesome and now you're in a rec league too right
1: yeah i'm in I'm in a rec league so and that's another thing um so with as far as like the health things that I'm doing like i I take walks either thirty five thirty to forty five minutes uh a day depending on if I can you know fit in that extra fifteen I take walks and that's to like help with like you know trying to lower my heart rate and my blood pressure and things like that um and then another thing I started doing is um Usually I like did weights and went to the gym, but I switched to body weight workouts just because I have no excuses now. Right. I, I can easily be like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to go to the gym. I can always get on the floor and do some push-ups. So um, I decided to switch to and even when I travel, I can do it in my hotel. I try to I'm trying to eliminate excuses as much as possible because this has been yeah. such a journey with so many setbacks. I'm trying to like make it easy for me as possible. So walking in body weight is what I've been doing. Um, these last couple of months. But I was like, what's an even other way I can get more activity? But like, I don't wanna do another thing that's like a workout. Like I just wanna do something where, you know, like I'm just out. So I was like, oh, I should sign up for soccer since I've been learning and trying to learn with the kids. So the soccer thing is like, yeah, I do wear my Apple Watches to see where my heart rate is. But it's like a me for way to, to have like unstructured activity is really what, what the goal was for it.
0: Yeah, I I like that too. I I have my own thing too. Like, yeah, I keep up with my consistent workouts, but I do like aerial silks, and it's like a fun thing that's more like creative or open ended. You know, that's not just like reps and sets. Or yeah, <laughs> can,
1: exactly. Yeah, you can
0: be more you you. And I feel like that when you like do aerial or you do soccer or whatever it is, it's almost like that's the that's the result of all of the other work that you do. Like all the work mm-hmm. that you do throughout the week while working out, it shows up on the field or in, you know, the studio or whatever it is. And it's like, that's kind of one other thing that motivates me. Okay. The more consistent and the better I do on my workouts, the better I am going to be as an aerialist. I'm sure, you know, the better it is on the for a better time it is for you on the pitch, you know, if yeah, you're staying consistent yeah. working out.
1: Yeah, is, exactly. I, I would, Yes, yeah, almost, it's, and the fun thing you say that, um, is I've kind to, i tried to, um, rethink how I trained, right? Instead of just training to train, I was like, well, how about I train to be a better soccer player? Like, what if that's the total goal, right? So let's throw out losing weight and like all of that stuff, right? Cause if I I mean, I don't know a a overweight soccer player, so at least not a professional. So I was like, "How about I train?" Like that's my goal: is to train to be a soccer player. So I've been like looking up routines and like you know stuff that they do or whatever and stuff like that. And I noticed that they do do a lot of mobility and stretching. So I kind of actually switched. um, Oh, and recovery too. I think I tweeted about that. I literally spend more time like foam because I wake up like at five thirty, so I wake up and foam roll and do mobility um and then i like take a walk like a little later um so that's how i kind of start my day easy and then i do that like the workout um i like midday or in the evening but anyway that it's just funny that you said that about the training makes you better for like the pitch or doing aerial because that's actually the the approach that i tried to take i tried to take out of trying to you know, make it all about losing weight and I'll make it all about being a better uh, athlete and soccer player.
0: So, okay, so this is the final segment of the show. Um, every guest has three questions and this is called Start, Stop, Continue. It's something mm-hmm. that we practice at G2I whenever we're working on projects or in initiatives and we need to do a retrospective. Like our retrospectives are like in the format of what am I going to start doing that, I, you know, that I've learned from this experience? What am I going to stop doing? from what I learned from this experience and what is working, what am I going to continue doing? So this can be work related. This can be non-work related, but what let's do your start, stop, continue. So start with start. What's something that you'd like to start doing?
1: Something I want to start. And it's something I haven't, I used to do, but haven't done in a while. um, Is that I want to start finding more ways I can give opportunities to other people Like a lot of times I would, you know, hook people up with, you know, either like podcast interviews or streams or conference talks. Um, And I haven't done that lately, though, as much as I used to. And that was like really fulfilling for me. So I definitely want to start that back up of like finding ways of how can I get people opportunities that will help them um, either in their uh, career or even personal life or, you know, whatever they may need. So I want to start just keep my eye open and looking out for people more.
0: That's a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> um, all right. So what's your stop?
1: My stop is that I want to stop um, getting in my head about the whole um, health and, and, and weight loss thing. Because the my mental state, um, as much as I try not to be, it affects like, how I do with it, right? If I, um, you know, go to a birthday party and eat a piece of cake, now I'm like, oh, like, you know, and it's, so I want to, I want to stop that part um, and just realize that, you know, things are, you know, going to happen that may not be perfect and just realize that it doesn't have to be perfect, but as long as you're being consistent and focused on the same end goal that you've had, um, that you'll get there. Um, but yeah, I just want to stop kind of letting the, the mistakes kind of take over and, you know, i start start on this, you know, negative spiral that, that usually happens. I'm getting better, but I want to stop it altogether.
0: Yeah, that, that is very hard. That's challenging. Um, so sending you lots of strength for that. Um, <laughs> all right. So what is your favorite thing that's working for you? What do you want to keep continuing doing?
1: Um, I want to continue is um just being being super um focused on like the personality switch of the whole um health thing because you know, we only have you know so much willpower, right? Like I can only force myself to work out and force myself to eat, you know, chicken and spinach for so long. In order for me for this to be sustainable, it it has to become part of who I am. So that can be from like the things I read, the people I talk to, the the tweets I see, the YouTube videos I watch. Right. So uh, I want to continue. And that's something I I have been doing, like with the switch of like, you know, treating my health as like I'm trying to be a better soccer player. Uh, My goal is to like make these things a part of who I am. So. I don't have to think about it. It's just what I do, right? You know, so that's why I want to continue, continue making the personality shift of being a healthy person, right? That That's like my, the main thing I want to continue. And it has been, um, in my opinion, way better and actually way easier than trying to force myself to do it. Just making it part of who I am. is almost as like I get compelled to, to do it. Like I'll wake up and be like, I want to, instead of, you know, you wake up, I got to work out. You know, when you're, (laughs) when you're trying to force yourself or, you know, lately I've been waking up and be like, I want to work out today. It's like a whole different (laughs) thing and it's way easier. So I just want to continue that, that personality
0: shift. You said willpower earlier. I feel like that's like a trademark, like hashtag willpower (laughs) for like, you. (laughs) (laughs) Just have that little pun there, Um, but it could be a whole thing. I don't know. Feel free to feel free to noodle on that idea.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'll Um, I'll uh, I'll send you some royalties if it if it goes off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let me know. Um, Okay, well, awesome. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you joining as a guest guest for our Developer Health Show. Um, Really looking forward to seeing you in Miami. Maybe we'll see each other at a conference before then. Um, But really quickly, how should people follow you? How do people find you?
1: Uh, the two best places to find me, at least as of right now, uh, is definitely Twitter. And that's at WillJohnson.io. Um, You can also find me on LinkedIn as well at William uh, Johnson at my full government. And probably put in William Johnson and then Okta because my name is super common. And you're probably going to come up a, a of a bunch of people that's not me. So put William Johnson and Okta.
0: All right. Awesome. Okay. So go find Will, go follow Will. He's sharing a lot about his health journey and everything that he's trying and all of his experiences. And it's been fascinating. So thanks so much, Will. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see each other soon.
1: All right. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining us for the Developer Health Show. Check out the link in the episode description to find our Developer Health Holiday Gift Guide, packed with items to support mobility, focus, and rest. You'll also find a few great recommendations from some of our guests on the show, including today's guest, Will Johnson. And I promise, it's not Sporting KC merch. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple, Google, or YouTube, and connect with G2I for any of your engineering hiring needs. Catch you next time.